Hello and welcome to the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio. I left my corporate job and became a full-time entrepreneur in just four months, and now I'm on a mission to help you do the same, to help you overcome perfectionism and build a profitable online business. This show is all about giving you the no-fluff takes on what's actually holding you back in your entrepreneurial journey and how to overcome it so that you too can confidently show up, sell out, and stand out online. Every episode is designed to give you a deeper understanding into the different aspects of entrepreneurship, business strategy, and mindset work, and include actionable tips that you can apply to start building your business today. So with that, let's dive into this week's episode. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Mindset Edit Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio, and thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. This week, I am so excited to share an episode that I recorded with Lindsay Hansen. If you do not know Lindsay, she is an online business coach and social media manager. We connected on TikTok and really just hit it off because we're very similar. Our backgrounds are really similar. She also worked at the big four. She was an accountant before quitting to be a coach. And if you guys are familiar with my story, you know that I was consulting at a big four before I left to do coaching. And what I also love about Lindsay and why I think you're really going to love this episode is she too is very much just tell it like it is like real talk, no BS. I mean, still holding space and being understanding and knowing all of those things, but none of the like fluffy, everything is going to be fine if you just quit your job kind of ordeal. And so that's one reason why i connected so well with Lindsay, why our conversation was so great and why I really think you guys are going to love this episode. We riffed on all the things, quitting your job, perfectionism, self-doubt, fear of judgment, so much more. There's so much value in this episode. And I think it's like really great to just hear the raw and real back and forth on, you know, our experiences quitting our jobs and some of the struggles that we had and the advice that we have because of it. And so I so enjoyed recording this episode with Lindsay. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And if you guys want to follow Lindsay, I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes, her podcast, her Instagram, all of the things, show her some love. And if you like this podcast, definitely let me know, leave a rating and review on iTunes, share it on your stories, DM me, let me know your thoughts, all of the things. But with that, here is my episode with Lindsay. Enjoy. Hi, Victoria. Welcome to the podcast. And hello, if you're listening from Victoria's podcast, because it's going to be on both of ours. I am super excited to dive into this conversation. So we have a lot of similarities with our entrepreneurial journeys, a lot of weird similarities that I would love to dive into. So why don't we start with you just sharing a little bit about your background and your journey, what you're doing now and kind of how you got here. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so excited to be here and dive in because I know you and I know we're both not people to hold things back. So I think it's going to be an amazing (laughs) conversation. But for anyone who does not know me, hello, my name is Victoria D'Ambrosio. I am a business and mindset coach. And specifically, I help new coaches start signing their four-figure clients so that they can go full-time right away. And so my backstory is that I grew up and kind of always thought I was going to be this corporate finance gal. And that's what I studied in college. That's what all my jobs and my internships were around was in finance, whether it was banking, consulting, corporate finance kind of popped around. But I always 
knew that I wanted to do coaching, right? And part of my story is that I sat on the sidelines for three years. There was a three-year period where I was in corporate wanting to build an online business, wanting to do coaching, but was so afraid because I wasn't you know, at a place where I was willing to admit that I wanted to do coaching for myself because coaching was this weird job in the wild, wild west. And what would people think of me if I wanted to be a coach? That's not a real job. And the fear of failure, the fear of judgment, really a lot of these perfectionist tendencies, which is also something I really coach people on is working through the perfectionism, which held me back for three years. And long story short, eventually I lit the fire under my own ass. And in September of 2020, decided, okay, I have to start showing up online because in my finance cubicle, I'm never going to be able to achieve the dreams that I have for myself, which was to become a coach, public speaker, and author. And so I posted my first TikTok last September. So it's almost a year now. After that, I uh, started growing a following on TikTok and was able to go full-time, quit my corporate consulting job, which was at the big four. So that's one of our similarities in January of 2021. And here I am today. So that's the bit about me. That's so wild. Like that was only nine months ago. It is. And like, that's what's crazy. It's almost the one year. So we're recording this on September 14th. September 16th is my like first ever post online. Yeah. And I had no business, no online presence, nothing. So it's crazy to think that it's almost a year just from when I posted my first TikTok and how much things have changed so drastically in such a short period of time it can happen fast you guys (laughs) yeah so how did you even get introduced to coaching and like did you know what type of coaching you wanted to do from the beginning or did you just know like this is something that I'm feeling called into it was always something I was feeling called into I you know when I first graduated I really just felt really called into the personal branding and online business space. I knew that finance and the corporate world in general was not what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to work online because I wanted to work for myself. I wanted the location independence, the time independence, and the financial independence where you know my income was not capped. So I knew that's what I wanted, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Would I be a travel blogger? Would I do personal finance stuff online? Like That I didn't know. What I knew was the internet was my answer and specifically personal branding, building a strong personal brand was going to be the key. So when I first started in this whole journey, it was just me sitting in the background, learning everything I could about personal branding and online business, because even though I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do at that point in time, I knew that I needed to learn these tools and that when I finally figured out what it was, then it would be a lot easier because then I can just apply all of that knowledge to myself. Yeah. You said you kind of always knew that you wanted to go into personal branding. How did you end up in consulting at the big four? (laughs) That I ended up, so I was doing finance strategy consulting. And so that just kind of trickled down from you know, my experience. And actually, really what it was is always thought finance was what I was going to do. So my first job in finance was banking, well, banking-esque work with Goldman, doing securities lending. Did that, was like, I don't think the banking route's for me. Let me try corporate finance. Did corporate finance rotational program at GE. It was like, this, not it. Then I was like, okay, let me do finance strategy consulting. So basically hitting different buckets in finance because 
I was trying to stay in finance. There's that piece of me that wasn't ready to let go of this identity that I had held for so long. And also an identity that I was told, like, this is what success looks like. Like this on paper is successful and what you were supposed to do. And I had these big girl jobs that on paper were impressive and all of this. And there was still a piece of me holding to that. And so it was just this like process of elimination until I got to this point where I couldn't really fool myself any longer to pretend that finance was for me. And that's kind of how I ended up at the big four. But it was, yeah, for sure not for me. How long were you working there before you quit? About a year and a half. And it's so funny because I, even before I quit, people would make fun of me for TikTok. I was a consumer of TikTok well before I was a creator. And I would always talk about TikTok. And remember at this point in time, like most people like our age or above, which is most of the people at Deloitte are like older, like they certainly weren't on TikTok then. I doubt they're even really still on it now. And they were like, why are you so obsessed? Victoria's the TikTok girl. Like they would ask me about the trends and all of that stuff. And so it was just very funny and ironic when I sent my goodbye email and I was like, all right, off to be a professional TikToker. I mean, obviously my job as a coach, but it's through my TikTok platform that I was able to do that. It's so funny to me how, okay, so for context, for anyone who doesn't know me, I used to be an accountant. I worked in tax, but I worked in the big four at a different big four firm. We were both in Boston. We both quit after a year and a half to become online coaches. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's just so weird to me and I found you from TikTok I think I had like duetted one of your videos or something you just came across my for you page and I was like yes and here we are we're like the same person it's so weird (laughs) I know it's so crazy and yeah yeah there's there's a decent amount of big four people out here like (laughs) trying to do the online thing and I get it yeah I mean, I think it's millennials in general, too. Like how many people are quitting their jobs, especially after the pandemic and realizing all the possibilities? Like it's 2021. It's almost 2022. You can do pretty much anything and make money from it online and work from anywhere. So why would anyone want to stay in a nine to five? (laughs) Yeah, I completely get that. And listen, it's not to put down people who are in a nine to five, but it's just to say if you're someone who wants more to like encourage you to do that if you if your heart is set on fire by your nine to five I love that for you some of my good friends are still at Deloitte and they genuinely love their job my brain cannot personally compute how that's (laughs) physically possible but they love it and that's great for them and I'm not gonna sit here and convince them otherwise but all that to say I understand and we were talking about this before we hit record the whole process of coming to terms with it and quitting is not easy and so I think this is a really important conversation to be had because it's not a light decision. And I understand that because for context, I know I gave some dates, but I quit my job in the middle of the pandemic. Do you understand how many people thought I was out of my mind that I was quitting my corporate six-figure job in the middle of the pandemic to pursue a coaching career that I had just started months before and had no real track record of being like, well, for the last few months, I've been making X amount of dollars. So it's pretty consistent. Like I was so new when I left, people thought I was insane. And I just shared that. So you guys know that like the fear that you have, the judgment and confusion from others, I understand fully how hard it can be to take that leap. And that's why I share hopefully pretty, I think transparently all my struggles because want people to know that they're not alone and these feelings are normal. No one wakes up and is so confident in all of their decisions and being able to quit. It's not 
easy. And so I just don't want anyone waiting for that moment, waiting for the perfect time. There's always going to be a thousand excuses. Yeah. I know that's something you talk about a lot too. So I'd love to, you know, dive into that more with you. Yeah, no, that's such a good point. And when I think back, I'm like, I mean, I didn't quit during the pandemic. I quit in December of 2018. So it's been almost three years that I've been doing my business, which is crazy. But you guys, I thought I was like clinically insane. I remember sitting in my office, I was still in my corporate job and I had like put the wheels in motion. So when I started my business, I started as a fitness coach and I was getting my personal training certification. Like I was studying for it while I was still in my accounting job. And I was like putting all these pieces in motion and trying to figure out, okay, when do I want to quit? Like what makes the most sense? How do I want to actually start my career as a fitness coach? Do I want to train people in person first? Like, do I want to work at a gym or do I just want to go fully online? How would I even do that? And I just remember back to those moments of sitting in my office and thinking about the idea of quitting my job to start an online fitness coaching business when I had no experience in coaching and I wasn't even certified as a as a personal trainer yet and I was like am I insane like am I actually losing my mind there's no way that's possible like there's no way I can do that but here we are and like I did it and I got you know five clients in my first month as an online fitness coach I never trained people in person I went fully online from the start and like thank god I did but It was the scariest thing I've ever done and it didn't make any sense. But there was just something inside of me that was like, you have to do this and you have to do this now. And I remember the moment when I decided I was going to quit because I had in my mind, I just had this obscure date of like, oh, I'm going to quit in March. And I think the reason I picked March was just because it was like, all right, I'll stay. If I stay through the end of the year, I'll get my bonus. And then I'll just have a couple months more of savings saved up before I quit my job. But I literally had already had a year's worth of expenses in my savings account just because I just don't spend like I tend to save my money more than I spend it. So I wasn't planning on saving that to quit my job. It's just what happened to be in my savings account at that point. And I was like, I don't actually need more money saved up. So why am I picking March? And I was like, oh, it's just because I'm scared. It's just because I think I'm going to be less scared six months from now, but I'm not. And it just hit me and I was like, it's still going to be terrifying whether I do it now or whether I do it in six months. So why not just do it now? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's such an important point because I talk to so many people who are like, oh, I really want to, you know, work with you and join your program, but I'm going to do it in three months, in six months when the timing's better or whatever excuse that they come up with. And I'm not judging anyone, but here's what I'll say. The people who say I'm going to do it in six months, I'm going to do it in three months, I'm going to do it next year, tend to never do it. (laughs) And maybe you are listening and you are the exception because there are exceptions to every rule, but I'm just telling you from what I've seen, the people who say that they're you know, going to do it later, never end up doing it. And I will also say, like, again, I said I sat on the sidelines for three years, mostly because of my perfectionism. Mm -hmm. My biggest regret is not starting sooner because I did eventually start. Thank God I did. But I wasted three years of my life in a job that I hated. And I could have been and I'm listen, I'm so proud of the success that 
I've made in this year. Like I, I really am. And I'm so happy I started. But imagine what would have happened if I started one year earlier, two years earlier, three years earlier, just in terms mm -hmm. of business progression, but then just enjoying my life more. Right. So there's this period of like, are you actually going to start? But then also, what are you waiting for? Like, like, what is it? Yeah. And if you need to wait for legitimate reasons, and I say that as someone who thought she had legitimate reasons to wait, and I was like, I'm not someone who makes excuses. These are legitimate reasons. This is a legitimate yeah. plan and blah, blah, blah. Now looking back, clearly it was excuses and sabotage. <laughs> but if you really have legitimate reasons, because sometimes there are, put a plan into place and stick to it, right? Like, if you're like, I'm going to don't have savings and I I know I need to save up, then make a savings plan. And you know what I mean? Start building your personal brand while you're doing that because you can't just show up on the internet on day one hi, I'm a coach and then expect to sign a client tomorrow. Doesn't work that way, right? And so to start taking action before you feel ready, because as Lindsay said, you're never going to feel ready. Whether it's you're waiting six months because you want to save up, whether you're saying, I want to do a coaching certification because then I'm going to have these tools. I'm going to feel more confident. No, you won't. No, you won't. You're going to have more tools. You're going to feel equally as unconfident as you do right now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Oh and I'm telling you guys this all as someone who heard similar things before and I just remember sitting there. I don't know what was going through my mind. Same thing with followers. People saying followers don't matter, all these things. Like oh, I was yeah. like, you're wrong. Followers matter. Like I just thought I was this special snowflake in which nothing else applied to me. Like I don't <laughs> know what it was, but learn from my mistakes. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I remember the day I decided to put in my two weeks. So it was the Sunday after Thanksgiving and I was sitting there I was dreading going back to work. I was like, I can't, I do not want to go back into this office tomorrow. And I saw that I had a meeting scheduled with my partner because we just did like monthly check-in meetings. So it was on my calendar for I think like Wednesday or something that week. And I was, the thought just crossed my mind. Like, what if I just put in my two weeks this week? And I immediately, I remember I got a pit in my stomach. I was like, no, like I can't do that. That's doesn't make any sense. It's too soon. It's too scary. Like, like I can't do it. And then I was like, is that true? Or is that just my fear talking? Like, could I actually not? Is there any actual reason why I can't go into work tomorrow and quit? And it was like, no, I have enough money saved. I had been starting to post on social media about fitness coaching, like letting people know I was becoming a fitness coach for almost two months, I think at that point. And I was like, there's not actually any, I wasn't certified yet. So that was something where I was like, maybe I should wait till after I'm at least certified. Cause if I quit and then my exam was in December and I was like, if I quit and then don't pass this exam, I'm not going to be able to start training people. But I was like, I know I'm going to pass the exam because I just knew that I was not going to fail it. And I was like, honestly, this is never going to be less scary. So I'm just going to do it tomorrow. And I had to, the first thing I did when I got into work the next day was send an email to my partner. And I was like, hey, I want to talk to you about something. Can we reschedule our call to today? Like, do you have time to do it today instead of Wednesday? And I had to press send on that email before I could talk myself out of it. It was like, I knew I had to do it and I had to just put myself on the hook and I would not have done it if I didn't send that email first thing in the morning. <laughs> and I just remember yep. sitting at my desk, I was like shaking, like, what am I doing? My heart was pounding, but I was like, I just gotta do it. It's always gonna be this scary. Like, and the thing is that was the scariest part. And from there, like everything fell into place. I mean, there were, I'm not saying it was just easy and it just fell into place and my business just worked from day one, but like, like, 
that was the scariest part of this whole process and looking back i'm like that wasn't even that bad like it it wasn't as scary as it feels in the moment (laughs) yeah and i think too if you guys are on the verge of do i quit when do i quit all of that two questions to ask yourself is number one is what is the cost of me not taking action right in terms of just maybe your happiness progression in your business money you could be making in your business potentially more money than you're making now like what is the cost of you continuing to stay put and then also ask yourself truly what's your worst case scenario because these are things that I asked myself, right? Let's say I quit in the middle of the pandemic. My coaching business goes down the drain. I don't sign clients. I'm a hot mess. I don't have any money left in my bank account. I'm at $0. My worst case scenario is I go go back to a different corporate job. Like I was living my worst case scenario already because a corporate job, you can get a corporate job. Like they're not rare. Even if it's not my dream job, I mean, no corporate job was going to be. At the end of the day, my worst case scenario is that I would have no money. Like you can go get another job and go get money. No one's going to look at you and say, oh, you did your own business for a few months to a year. We can't hire you anymore. First of all, you can use that experience to your advantage and talk to that. But second of all, that does not negate all of the other qualifications that you had. So me being a coach for a year was not going to take away from the fact that I had an undergraduate degree, internships, multiple corporate jobs, like someone was going to hire me. So ask yourself truly, was what is the worst case scenario? Is it permanent? Is it really that bad? Are you going to die? Like, (laughs) you know, and when you actually write it down what your worst case scenario is, and then you can be like, oh, here are the things I can do if it even gets to that point, which it most likely won't even get to that point, you realize that the risk isn't always as bad as it seems. And now I understand that, you know, both of you and I are coming at this, we're young, we don't have families. And I know that's a different factor, but especially if you're someone who's young and you don't have a family, like this is the best time to do it because you don't have any pressure to provide for pretty much anyone than yourself for the most part. So. And I remember that thought crossed my mind because I was like, if I wait a few years, I might be in a relationship. Like I might be thinking about getting married, getting a house, having children, and all of that is just going to add more financial responsibility and more reasons for me not to do it. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. And I was 24 at the time that I quit my job. And and yeah, I mean, if you're in that place right now and you're listening, now's the best time. Like, what are you waiting for? But I love, you literally sounded exactly like me. I think I've said those exact words on multiple of my podcast episodes before of like, (laughs) what is your actual worst case scenario? Because it's true, our brain, and this is how our brain is wired. We still have that like primitive part of our brain that its sole purpose is our survival, right? To find threats to our safety and steer us away from them. And so when you think about doing something that feels so scary, like quitting your job, it feels like in your body, it literally feels the same as you are being chased by a bear right now. That's how your body reacts to it. Like, this isn't safe. I need to get out of here. I can't do this. But when you look at it from the more developed part of our brain, right, and you look at it with logic and you're like, okay, is this actually a life or death scenario? I know it feels like one, but is it? No, because the worst case scenario is that you go back and get another job and you're exactly where you are right now. So what do you really have to lose? And you have a lot to lose if you never go for it and never find out. Like, I just remember thinking, I cannot live the rest of my life in this job 
and then look back 40 years from now and regret it all. Like I, the thought of looking back on my life and having to wonder what if I had gone after that dream was scarier to me than the thought of quitting my job. (laughs) And I think that was the moment where I was like, okay, now is the time because staying where I was became scarier than changing and jumping into the unknown head first yeah I think you touch on such amazing points that I too have talked about on my podcast often which is generally speaking people are more motivated to move away from pain than they are to move Mm -hmm. towards pleasure and when you're talking about quitting your job and doing something new it goes back to exactly what you're saying the safety thing right it's uncomfortable to do that so to make change you have to make your current situation more painful. It's not that the other situation is fun and not painful, but it's that the current situation, you staying in your current job, in your current life situation is worse and more painful than the pursuit of your goals. Same thing happened to me. I was like, I'm either going to live the rest of my life doing a job that I hate, or I'm going to have to deal with the fear of failure and the fear of judgment in the pursuit of my goals. And you want to know what? Even though that sounds miserable and terrifying to me, (laughs) current situation sounds way worse. And that's what you have to do. Like using that question, what is the cost of you staying there? Create more pain in your current situation so that you motivate yourself, right? Also think about your continued patterns of success. What are the situations in which you have found yourself to be successful in the pursuit of any of your goals, thinking about different areas of your life? So for me, for example, I don't like just going to the regular gym. I will not go. I just will not go. The time that I was in the best shape of my life, I had gone to this like flywheel fly bar, if you guys are familiar. I was paying a lot of money. I was in college and I had classes at a specific point in time, all this stuff. Really, I was motivated because I was paying a ton of money to go to this gym and I was accountable that way. I applied that to my business, right? How am I going to be successful in business? I basically put like you know, have to financially motivate myself (laughs) and be accountable. So I hired a coach, right? And I'm not saying you have to do that, but think about what has motivated you in other areas of your life. Take those circumstances and apply it here, right? Mm -hmm. How you do one thing is how you do everything, right? If you weren't successful doing it on your own before in whatever area of your life you needed a personal trainer, whatever, likely going to be the same situation in your business. Yeah, that's such a good point. And Also, the first thing I did was hire a business coach because I was like, I know that I have no idea what I'm doing and why am I going to waste my time trying to figure it out on my own? (laughs) Like, I don't have time for that because I literally quit my job with no backup plan and I was like, I need to start making money pretty much right away. So I'm going to go ahead and get myself someone who knows what they're doing because that I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's so important. And it's not to say you can't ever, no one ever DIYs it. Yeah, but you're going to waste so much time, energy and honestly money, mm-hmm. like the opportunity cost because you're not signing clients or you're not whatever yeah. your business is selling products because you don't know how to market yourself or you don't have the business background. That's something that's hard and not everyone realizes. So I was different. I started off as just a mindset coach. Now I do a combination of business and mindset because my background is in business too. Yeah, But when you start an online business, you don't always realize that even if your specialty is in spirituality, you're a spirituality coach, or you want to do fitness like you do, you're an expert in fitness. You also now have to understand how you know, online business works. You have to understand direct response copywriting. You have to understand personal branding. You have to understand all of these other things that you're not an expert in. And 
you as the business owner have to make a decision on how you're going to learn that. And if it makes sense for you to spend all the time and hours doing something that quite frankly, probably is not your zone of genius, or if you're going to hire it, whether you hire a coach or you hire someone outsource it on Fiverr or something like that. Yeah, it's so true. The other thing I want to say about that is like, even though my background was in business, I still had no idea what I was doing. Like they do not teach you in business school how to start an online coaching business. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I had a business degree, like people might be listening and they're like, oh, well, that's easy for them to say because their background was in business. But like, no, I still was starting from zero. Like I still had not a single idea how to start marketing myself online. Like that was business school did not prepare me for this. <laughs> yeah, you're a hundred percent. I say I have like background because like I was mentioning earlier, those three years before yeah. I was studying online business, yeah, yeah, yeah. but my actual business degree and my corporate job did not. I mean, listen, I can build a pretty PowerPoint because of my time <laughs> in consulting and that's as far as it's taken me. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a whole different world. Not only that, but the landscape is constantly changing. Yeah. So it's not even just this one and done thing. You have to constantly learn how to pivot and stay on top of things because if you you don't adapt, you're not going to succeed. Yeah. And that's another thing that I want to touch on because a lot of the a lot of the time I'll hear people say, like, oh, I don't I'm scared to throw away my degree or I'm scared to, mm -hmm. you know, quit my job or change my career path because I've already spent so much time and money studying this degree. And I think there's two sides to it. Like one, most of the people who I tend to work with are accountants or they have a background, in, like they have a business degree. And I'm like, girlfriend, you starting your own business is you using your business degree. You're not throwing it away. Yeah. But even if your background isn't in business, you really have to just think about like, if you know that the field you're in is not what you want to be doing then is it really worth staying just because you've already spent so much time and money and energy getting here? Like you spent all this time getting on the wrong path. So how will it help you to get further down that path just because you've already spent that time to get here? Like the sooner you jump ship, the sooner you're going to be on the right path to what you actually want to be doing. And yeah, it might suck if you think about how much time and money it took to get here but if you stay there you're just wasting even more time and money yeah i couldn't agree more it's like out of spite for what you're only hurting yourself <laughs> similar to that what i get a lot of because again i work with a lot of people who struggle with perfectionism and if you're not familiar a perfectionist is not someone who does things perfectly that's a very common misconception and i thought that for a while, I used to think, oh, I wish I was a perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> Not being convenient, <laughs> right? But rather, a perfectionist is someone who feels ashamed that they're not perfect. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to this feeling of worthiness and acceptance. As it relates to quitting your job and starting a business, especially if it's something less traditional, perfectionists seek a lot of external validation because they think that's what's going to make them feel good about themselves, them feel worthy. I generally talk to people, sometimes in business, but you know, with on paper, prestigious jobs. And 
there's a part of that when you go somewhere and you say, hi, my name is Victoria and this is my job. And you say something that's impressive and you feel validated from that because you know the title you hold, you know the company you work for, and you're not ready to give that away because what are people going to think of you if you say, I'm a freelancer, I'm a coach, I'm a content creator on TikTok, I'm a TikToker. Do you know what people think of me? (laughs) I've actually recorded a podcast about this because I've been on both sides of the spectrum of how people treated me and reacted when I said, hi, I'm Victoria, I have this finance job at this finance firm versus hi, I'm Victoria same person but I do this thing and it's so there's that whole mindset piece of it too not wanting to throw away mm-hmm. what they work for in terms of the external validation from it yeah I have a funny story actually and I'm, I'm trying to remember how long this was after I quit my job it was at least a few months but I remember for a while if like people I didn't know asked me what I did, I would still tell them I was an accountant because I was like, how do I explain that I am an online coach? Like, I just didn't want to go through that. And also, mainly, it was the validation that you get when you say, oh, I work at, you know, a big four accounting firm and everyone knows the name and it's a much more prestigious job. But I was, I remember one time specifically, I was at the airport traveling to come visit my family and... I was just sitting like the guy who was sitting next to me just asked me like where I was going and like what I did for work. And I told him that I like I was fully out of my job. This was like months after I quit. I was doing fitness coaching full time. And for some reason, I said to this random man that I am an accountant at the big four, like as if it was still my job. And I was like, why am I lying to this person right now? But it can be hard to let go of that. Right. Like you said, like that's what other people's definition of success looks like. And you really have to reevaluate what success looks like for you. And I'm like, I could continue in that job and please everyone around me, but I would have been miserable inside for the rest of my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're the one who has to live your life. You're the one who has to go to that job every day. So what is it worth to you to continue doing that? I completely agree. The flip side of that, too, is. What I've noticed, because I was similar to you where sometimes I would just say my old job because it was just easier, especially when I didn't have real clarity the way I do now around Mm -hmm. actually what I'm doing. It was more vague at the time. I was like, I don't know. I do TikTok. It's weird. Don't look. (laughs) But off of that point, people, a lot of the times, are going to react with the same energy that you give it. Yeah. Some people are going to judge you regardless, and that's a reflection of them being miserable and so you have to discount that even though it's hard. But, you know, I think we were talking about this before the podcast, but, you know, not only did I completely quit my job and start new, I also have been moving. I, My boyfriend and I, who I was living with, we were together for four years, broke up. Like, there's been a lot of change going on. All that to say, I've been meeting a lot of new people because I've been, you know, yeah. moving, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. So naturally, when you meet people, first question is, what do you mm-hmm. do? And when I would say things like, it's a TikTok, it's weird, just like, don't look at it, it's embarrassing, like, I don't know what I do, whatever, I'm kind of influencer, I don't know. Like, these are words that would come out of my mouth, like, in that way, people would then meet me with the, 
she doesn't really do, have a job, like, you know, whatever. She just does this weird TikTok thing. And then I would get upset because people were judging me or not taking me seriously. But what was the energy that I gave them? I was like, oh, it's, I'm just, you know, a coach doing like random things versus now when I say, hi, I'm Victoria. And they say, what are you doing? I say, oh, I'm a coach. I help new coaches define their niche and offering, position them with authority so that they start signing four-figure clients. And I'm a public speaker and I'm writing a book. That sounds a lot different. And then people are like, oh. And then it's like that kind of respect that you kind of get from, you know, talking about the more traditional jobs. But all that to say too is it's how you present it too. When you're not confident, people aren't going to be confident in you because you're not confident in yourself. When you're confident in yourself, then other people are going to be like, oh, what's she doing? Like, that sounds really cool. Tell me more about that. But when you're weird about it, of course, they're going to be weird about it. Yeah, that's such a good point. People are always reflecting back your energy. So you being confident in what you're doing is going to help people to reflect that back to you. And the other thing that I want to say about that is, like you said, there are some people who are going to judge you no matter what you do. And that's on them. And I was on a call with one of my clients the other day, and she was talking about how one of the biggest fears that she has about quitting her job is, you know, there's all of these people who she works with who are like older, and they're kind of in that mentality of a nine to five is success. Like that's the only way. Um, and if you work for yourself, then you're not going to have stable income and, and whatever. And that's their mentality. Like these people have been in the same job for, you know, 30 years. And she's like, I just feel like they're all going to judge me. And I was like, well, are they living the life that you want to live? She's like, no. And I'm like, then why are you afraid of them judging you? If they accepted your decision, then you would be living a life you don't want to live because they're living a life you don't want to live. So if people who are not living the life you want are judging you, that's a sign you're on the right track. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like if people who are stuck in the same miserable job for 40 years, yeah, they're going to judge you. But guess what? That means you're doing something different and you're making a different decision for your life because you know that that path would be misery for you. So good. Let them judge you. Like they clearly are. Anyone who's going to judge you is miserable in their own life. Because they wouldn't be judging you if they were happy with their own decisions, you know? Yeah, it's so true because, quite frankly, what goes on 90% of the time in that situation is they wish they had the courage to live up to their potential, whether or to their dreams. And whether or not your dreams are the same as theirs, you stepping into your own power is holding a mirror up to them. They're Mm -hmm. seeing you go after your dreams and it's making them upset that they didn't do that for themselves. The only way to justify it is by judging you and making it seem like you're doing something stupid because if they were to accept that, then they would have to make that mean something about them and their inability. And it's much more easy for someone to point the finger at you and say, oh, you're just making a bad decision versus them realizing, oh, actually, I'm the one who made all these mistakes. I'm the one who ruined my own life because I wasn't you know, confident enough to step into my own power. It always has to do with the other person. Yeah. And I know it's so hard because we are hardwired to want to be accepted. It goes back mm-hmm. to the safety thing you were talking about, right? 
it literally feels like because back in the day, if you were kicked out of the community, you'd be alone. You wouldn't have anyone to like hunt or gather with and you would literally die. But we're not in that situation anymore. But that's how it feels like. I think that's one of the biggest things for people to overcome is that fear of judgment. And I'm telling you, if you step into the online space, I'm sure you've talked about this on the podcast. It is inevitable that you are going to get judgment. You cannot please everyone. You shouldn't. That's ineffective marketing at the best. (laughs) But it's really understanding that any judgment is a reflection of them. And once you can really, really understand it, doesn't mean you're not going to have bad days when it comes to someone leaving a mean comment yeah. on your post, but it makes it a lot easier most of the time. Yeah, you have to realize where it's coming from. And it's like anyone who is happy and content and secure in their own life and their own decisions and their own career is not going to judge you for the decisions you make in your life. It's literally only the people who are either miserable or insecure or doubting their own decisions. And so they want to project that onto you because they want to feel better about themselves and feel like, oh, that was something that I wish I could do, like you said, but I didn't have the confidence to do it. So instead, I'm going to tell her that she's making a stupid decision, right? And also half the time, people aren't going to actually say anything to you, even if they're judging you. Like, yes, you'll get random people on the internet leaving comments sometimes, but like, they don't even know you. So who cares? (laughs) But it's like, we're so scared of the people around us judging us. Even if they are judging you, they're probably not going to actually say it to you, you know? So you're not going to face as much judgment as you think. And from what I, like my own experience and all of my clients, they're always like, once they finally quit their job or start posting on social media they're like i can't believe how much support i'm getting like the majority of the people in your life are going to be supportive of you you know yeah or the people who aren't you're going to quickly find out who is there for you and who is not and there's a difference too you'll have to recognize between people who are coming off as like judging you but recognizing where it's coming from Right. Is it coming from a malicious place, which sometimes it is? Or, for example, like my parents love me and they want what's best for me. But in their eyes, me quitting a corporate job was a threat to safety and security. Mm -hmm. And so they weren't necessarily the most supportive in that time. Like they were like, okay, I mean, if you know, you really think so. But they weren't like, yeah, you go, girl. Like they weren't. And yeah, that was a little hard to deal with but you have to take a step back and understand where is it coming from and ultimately like in that example it's coming from a place of love whereas yeah there are some people who it's not coming from that place of love and you're going to very very quickly see that and it can be hard if you do experience that Mm -hmm. um i know i did so but just know it's kind of all for the best. The people who are actually your friends are going to be happy for you. And I'm interested if you, it sounds like everyone in your life is pretty supportive, but I've at least noticed a change in how things, how I was treated by certain people mm-hmm. when I was at the very beginning of my journey and had no success and how things start to change when you start getting recognized, you start growing a following, making money, getting you know, media opportunities, whatever it yeah. is, and how things kind of change, you'll notice that in your journey too. You're like, hey, you were judging me and now you're asking me how I how I did that. So it's it's kind of funny. I 
I'm a little yeah. petty, I guess. I I have it's in a list in my brain. I'm like, <laughs> you wouldn't follow me back. <laughs> you would not follow me back. But now I'm supposed to hire you. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah. funny it's, what happens. It, it, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't have anyone who stands out of like oh, they were really judging me or they really, like, thought it was stupid of me to quit. I mean, most of the people in my life were, like, how your parents were, and that's also how my parents were, right? They're, like, supportive but also concerned. So they're like, uh, are you sure you want to do this? Like, if yeah. you're sure, then go for it. But they didn't really – but the thing is I didn't need them to get it because I knew they weren't going to get it. Like, when you're doing something that's so different from what – is accepted by the majority of people they're not going to get it but that doesn't mean that you're making the wrong choice it just means you're you're making a decision that's a path that's different from what most people take and that's okay but you are are the one who has to have confidence in that decision um and having confidence doesn't mean you don't have any doubts or that you're not scared but i always knew like deep in my core i'm like this is the right decision for me. I don't logically know how I'm going to make it work or whether it's going to work, but I just know that this is the right decision for me. I have to find out, you know, if this is possible, if this is something I can actually do. And so I was okay with people not getting it. And yeah, I mean, most people, like I said, I think, like I was saying earlier, right, everyone reflects back your own energy towards you. So because I was so solid in my decision, I really didn't get a ton of people who were like questioning me or judging me like openly like to my face. Maybe I'm sure there were people behind my back who did, but there was no one who was like really judgmental of me. But I did definitely notice, you know, in the beginning, people had a lot of weariness and like questions and concerns. And there's definitely some of my friends and family who are now like, oh, like, you're doing it like this is an actual career like you actually made a business like that's pretty cool and are a lot more accepting of it for sure so I mean yeah just personally that was my experience I didn't get a ton of judgment at all I think there were definitely people who I was friends with when I quit my job who I don't talk to anymore and I think they just kind of fell because they didn't get it and we didn't stay in touch and like that's fine but yeah most of the people in my life they didn't get it but they were supportive <laughs> yeah and that's what matters too like I was talking to someone about it like I don't watch sports yeah I don't get sports per se in that way I don't care for them but I don't judge people for liking sports yeah it's not my thing but yeah. do you and I'll ask you about it because you're interested in it and that's like the energy you need because I find some people are like, well, they're not they're not into it. Like they don't fully get it. And not everyone's going to get it the way you do. And that's why it's also helpful to find people in business who because you want that. But you have to understand not everyone in your life is going to understand all of this. So find your business BFF, find that community online and recognize that as long as the people in your life are supportive of you, even if they don't fully understand it, but they still just want what's best for you. That's that's what matters at the end of the day. 90% of the people in my life do not get what I do. Yeah. They're like, I would, it would actually be funny to be like, can you all describe what I do and what would come out of their mouths? I don't even know. They would give some semblance of what I do. They'd be like, she goes on TikTok. Like, yeah. But as yeah. long as they're supportive, that's what matters. You know, what's actually funny. I just 
thought of this while we were talking about it, but one of my old coworkers actually, he was my old senior. He's actually the first person who I told of like, I'm going to quit my job to become a fitness coach. And I remember him just like being like, what are you like? I think he thought I was kidding. Like he thought I wasn't serious, but then I actually put in my two weeks and he was like, oh, you were not kidding. I was like, no, I'm actually doing this. So he fully didn't get it. And he was definitely in that mindset of like, you have to have a core, like any other path is not stable. And now since then, since three years ago when I quit my job, I think at some point last year, he quit his job. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know, I haven't really kept in touch with him. So I don't know what he's doing now. But he was just like traveling the country for a few months. And I'm like, interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I love that you said that. Because it also goes back to when you made a comment earlier about you don't often people are surprised with the amount of support you'll get. That is very true. Like people I haven't talked to in a while have come out and said, I listen to your podcast, I follow you online. Like, and it's it is crazy the people that you inspire and then even recently i've had people message me that have said because of what you do i am now going to start my own online business whether it's coaching or something else but essentially me following my dreams and putting myself out there online has now empowered other people to do the same and you just it's crazy the impact you have even just with your free content, just by you, like stepping into your full power, you're empowering other people. That's not even to talk about the transformations that you would give with your clients or through your products or services. But that's another piece too, is that you standing in your power has such a positive effect. And you're not going to realize it at first, you're probably listening like, yeah, I guess I get it. But then it's going to start happening. And you're going to be like, wait, what? This person said this? This person is listening to my podcast? This person starting an online business because of me? You're literally going to get DMs that are saying, you changed my life just from your free content or from your coaching or whatever. Yeah. And it's insane. And when you think about it that way too, going back to our earlier conversation about quitting, when you know you're meant to do something, product, service, whatever it is, you have things that can change people's lives for the better, even if it's just making it easier, providing entertainment, whatever it is. You are being selfish by not putting yourself out there. How selfish of you if you have a solution to someone's problem and you're not sharing it, Yeah. right? I used to tell myself all the time, I'd be like, stop being so self-centered. You're being selfish. There are people you can help, even if you're not an 100% expert on everything under the sun. Yeah. There are people you can help and you're being selfish if you let your imposter syndrome take the best of you and don't put yourself out there. Yeah. I think one of my very first podcast episodes was called something like, you're being selfish for not following your dreams. I don't remember the name of it, but I remember talking about this really early on in my podcast because it's so true. If you know that you can help people and you're not showing up, like uh, just imagine even I'll use myself as an example, right? The amount of women who I've helped to quit their jobs, start businesses, all of the ways that they've transformed their lives and I'm not going to post something on Instagram because some random girl from high school might judge me. Like, are you kidding? Who cares? <laughs> there, mm-hmm. there are more important things to do. Like, we don't have time to waste. We have people to help here. And it's so true. It's amazing how many messages I get. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've just been like, 
crying reading my DMs because I'm like, these are real lives that you're changing. And it's crazy to me that people from literally all over the world have messaged me and they're like, whether they end up working with me or not, they'll message me and just be like, your podcast changed my life. Like I had the confidence to finally quit my job that I've been in for years and I've been miserable or I finally started the business I've been wanting to start for years. And even with my podcast alone, I know that I'm changing people's lives. And it's just crazy to really realize the impact you can have because even if it's just one person who messages you, there are a hundred more people who feel the same way but they just haven't messaged you to tell you about it you know yeah I always think about that too because that's something I hear a lot with my clients they're like well no one's commenting and Mm -hmm. no one's messaging me and I'm like well as a consumer honestly do you comment on people's stuff do you message them to let them know because at least for me yeah I'll be honest I rarely do there are people who have transformed my life now that I'm on the content creator side I do actually go out of my way because I know what it means to get those messages but before I stepped into this version of myself and I was just online I would never comment or message someone but I would watch their stories I would read their captions and it would transform my life so think about your own behavior right and you know like understand that you have these secret fans more often than not people are lurking Mm -hmm. they're not going to let you know but they're watching And you are transforming their lives, even if they're not blatantly coming out and telling you. Yeah, I always say that because I'm fully the same way. I'm like, there are people whose podcasts I listen to like every day when I was on my train ride to work and trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. Like there are people who literally helped me to decide to quit my job and start my business and make that decision. And I've never messaged them in my life. Like they don't know who I am. But they're just their podcast or their Instagram posts literally changed my life. And that's like you get to be that person for somebody else. And it's really it's really cool to see, like, obviously, when you get the messages and you see it, but you also have to know that you're helping people who you don't even know exist. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I love this conversation. I could talk forever. I think one other thing I want to say, which I meant to mention earlier, but I didn't. When we were talking about the worst case scenario and like, what if I start my business and I use up all my savings and I have no money left? Like, I have literally been there. That is literally what – so I started my business. I had a year's worth of savings. I used the majority of that savings to invest in coaches and programs and whatever. And then at the end of the first year of my business, I literally had no money left. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was only applying for part-time jobs because still to me, even in that moment, I never decided like, oh, I failed. I need to go back and get a corporate job. It was just like, oh, for a little while while I figure out how to start making money, I'll maybe need to get a part-time job, you know? And it's like, that was the actual worst case scenario. I would still take that any day over going to a job that made me miserable. I would take the stress of not having any money over going to a job that I hated. And that was a big thing that got me through it too. Cause I was literally like, this is like awful. Like having that financial stress, I it's something that you 
probably can't really understand unless you've been there. And if you're there or if you've been there, like I get it. But even that, I'm like, I know I'm going to find my way out of this. So it still isn't as bad as feeling stuck in a job I hated, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I live through the worst case scenario and you just got to have faith that you're going to come out on the other side, right? Like if you have that faith and that vision of where you're going, you're going to get there as long as you don't give up. Yes. Uh, I love this conversation. Uh, all right. Any final words that you want to say to anyone listening? <laughs> go for it. Just go for it. Get off the sidelines. Do it now. You're going to regret not doing it sooner. If you have it in your heart, it's not going to go away no matter how mm -hmm. much you shove it down and you wish it wasn't there because life would just be easier if you could just enjoy your cushy corporate job that your parents told you was what you were supposed to do. I get it. It's going to come out as a quarter-life crisis <laughs> or a mid-life crisis, depending on how long you wait. I've also been there, and I get it. You're not alone. Not everyone talks about it. Not everyone is transparent about it, but you're not alone. I, I can't stress that enough. So find people, put the blinders on when you decide to take this journey because you need people in your corner to support you. And if there's no one in your real life, because there was no one in my real life for the beginning of my journey for a very long time drown yourself in podcasts drown yourself in inspiring instagram tiktok pages whatever you have to do what it is so you're surrounding yourself with people who are saying yes keep going because that is so so important in the beginning of your journey while you're still finding your footing and your confidence and don't look up just keep your head down don't look up until you're there and you're going to be so glad you did I love that so much. And that's something I also say all the time. I'm like, if you don't deal with your quarter life crisis, it's just going to become a midlife crisis. Like it's not going to go away. It's just going to get worse. <laughs> I'm like literally writing my book all about quarter life slash identity crisis because oh, so many people are going through it. And then, but the irony to me, because I've talked to so many people going through this is that everyone thinks they're the only one. Yeah. They're like, everyone else enjoys their life and has their life together. It's just yeah. me. I'm a hot mess. And I don't know who I want to become or what I want to do. And I thought I was going to do this, but now I just don't know. And I'm so lost. I'm like, everyone's going through this. Yeah. Everyone's going through this, but they all think they're alone. <laughs> and that's also why I said you were not alone. People aren't talking about it. But trust me when I say we've all been there or we're there right now in the trenches with you. Yeah. Ugh, I love this so much. So uh, for people who aren't already following you, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Victoria D'Ambrosio. My last name is D-A-M-B-R-O-Z-I-O. And my podcast is called The Mindset Edit. I will leave all those links in the show notes. And I know this is going to go on your podcast as well. So yes. if anyone wants to find me, my podcast is called Quit Your Job, Sis. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Lindsay M. Hansen. And my website's lindsayhansen.com. I think that covers everything. <laughs> yeah, I'll put everything in the show notes. It'll all be there. So you can go give Lindsay a follow. You definitely, definitely should if you don't already. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I was so excited. I'm like, why didn't we do this sooner? I, I literally know. was like on Instagram one day and I just was watching your story and I was like, why have I not done a podcast with her? What are, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what's going on? 
Better so, late than never, but I'm excited yeah. we finally got a chance to sit down and chat. This was so good. I'm so excited. All right. Thanks so much for coming on, Victoria. Yeah, thank you.